Welcome to the Jesus Show. Not that one. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. This week, once again, I'm recording it on Wednesday because my trips for work, I've been getting back late on Tuesday nights. So I, I think to myself, I could stay up till midnight one. Actually, last time I did this, I want to say I stayed up till 3 a.m. Uh, putting out the show, which is fine because I don't have anything to do the next day like today. But I figured, why not wait just until the next day? What I should be doing is managing my time better, right? That'd be nice. But I haven't. And hopefully within the coming weeks, I will be able to do that because I'm going to have to learn how to manage my time because uh, we're going to have a baby. And with the baby, I'm going to have to manage my time. Um, also, I think last week I totally forgot this warning, but this week, remember, if you watch this show, you might poop and pee yourself uh, from laughter. So there we go. There's the warning, Greg. All right, let's get into the show. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the Jesus Show NTO, Twitter at Jesus Show NTO, Facebook, the Jesus Show, not that one, TikTok at the Jesus Show, not that one. YouTube, type in The Jesus Show, not that one, or The Jesus Show NTO. It'll come up. And then email me your questions, comments, and concerns. The Jesus Show NTO at gmail.com. All right, here we go. Um, do you guys have a favorite Spanish cuss word? I do. Well, do I? No. No, I don't. I thought I did, but I don't. I like pendejadas, chingaderas, um, come mierda, come mierda. Uh, what's another good one? Oh, yeah, this is more of a saying, not, not a bad word, but coge un palo y juega con mierda. Grab a stick and play with shit. I think I've shared that that with you guys here on the show uh my grandma my grandma or my grandfather anybody you know uncles aunts as kids when we would fuck around <laughs> and we'd be bothering bothering them mostly doing something like repetitive or just something that was annoying the shit out of them they would tell us you know grab a stick and play with shit like that's that's a better use of your time <laughs> than bothering us that's always a good one. Uh, yeah. So about the move again. I know I said, oh, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. And I should really not say that I'm not going to do something because then I find myself doing it. Last week's show I put out. And then the next day, when did I find out? Okay, we found out Wednesday night. So I put out the show. And then, uh, was it, wait, what? I don't remember how. Anyways, I put out the show. After we put out the show, or did I share with you guys? Hmm. Anyways, the show came out Wednesday. The following day, CBS Chicago 
uh, CBS2 Chicago, did a news story on the move. So you can watch that on YouTube. If you pull up, uh, just type in CBS News, CBS2 News Chicago. It'll come up. I might put the link to it uh, for this episode. Eh, should I? Yeah, I'll probably do that. So you guys can watch the news story. I was also going to share it on the show Instagram later on this week. Because um, I shared it on my personal Instagram. And so far I have what, like 550 views. Which is good because I want a lot of people to, to see it. So that people see it and go, oh, these are the pitfalls that they endured. Hopefully we don't have to endure that. Or maybe you guys know a family or friend or know of somebody, like a friend of a friend, who's going to be moving soon. And maybe you guys can be like, hey, look, this is what happened to Jesse and Allie. Make sure it doesn't happen to you guys. Uh, that's, that's one of the biggest things that, that we want uh, to help other people not have to go through this bullshit. Especially if it's, you know, if they say, oh, I'm using Allstate Moving and Storage, tell them, fuck, no, you're not. Or, oh, yeah, Easy Moving uh, Express is moving. Fuck, no, they're not. They're going to steal your shit and they're going to break everything. Um, I believe on the YouTube channel for CBS to Chicago, it has around 11,000 views. Fantastic. Ali put out a story about it. Like she, she did a story on TikTok and I want to say something like she had a ridiculous number. It was either 2000 or like 23,000 people have seen it, which is again, great. We need to get the word out about this. And it's weird to me that this is a thing. Like it's odd that these crooks get a DOT number. Department of Transportation number and are authorized to move people's shit with such carelessness. Doesn't, it doesn't, I don't understand that. Then it makes me think like how, like to me, what I think is clearly it's not hard to get one of these DOT numbers. It seems very easy. If just anybody can get one, and I think, I don't know if I shared this with you guys, but the next time we move, uh, I feel like we're going to do this shit ourselves. We're going to get a U-Haul. I don't care how much the U-Haul costs. I'm getting the fucking U-Haul. Hopefully I won't break my back when I'm moving all the shit that we have. Hopefully we'll just sell most of it and then move ourselves because this is terrible. The silver lining that I would say came out of this is we only had to wait 30 days to get our stuff. I told a flight attendant when we were, when me and Jorge were flying down to, um, to Mississippi, the first flight from Chicago to Houston, one of the girls in the back galley, she said, Oh yeah, this happened to my aunt. And she had to wait four months for her stuff. Finally, like after, I think she said almost three months, she got the cops involved again, and then the cops were like, oh yeah, it sounds like these people stole your stuff. Somehow, some way, like one of the, one of the 
people from the moving company got arrested for, I don't exactly know what, she doesn't know why, uh, why one of the movers got arrested, but the mover got arrested. His name came back to the police department that she put the police report in into. And they said, oh, hey, uh, apparently one of the guys that was moving your stuff, he got arrested. So then they were talking to him. He got into like some major trouble and then told the cops, oh, yeah, uh, you know, this we keep a bunch of stuff in a storage facility over here. So they went, they seized everything that was in there and her stuff was in there. She said that her aunts, like some of her stuff was there. Well, the stuff that was there was mostly broken and damaged and then everything else looked like it had been stolen because it wasn't there. So she had to wait four months. I talked to another person on the way back from Houston to Chicago that I was sitting next to. And he said one of his friends had to wait six months. Same thing. Bunch of stuff was damaged. Stuff that wasn't around got stolen. Um, another person on one of my layovers I said something to, I don't know what it was. I said something and the subject came up and they were like, oh yeah, I know somebody else. And they had to wait three months. I was like, holy shit, like months. Like, I don't know what we would have done if, if months would have come about, you know, shit, just one month was fucking bad enough. But yeah, so that happened. Hit the link, check out the story. Uh, there is stuff that. Like in the beginning of the story, the, the news anchor says uh, pills. He goes, oh, this story involves blah, 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 and pills. They never touch on it. Not that it's, it's not super important to the, to the story. So I'm assuming the reporter who did the story, um, he, didn't, he didn't think that it was uh, important because it really isn't. I mean, I guess he would add it to be like, oh, like more dramatic effect. Like, oh, these people are bad. But they did get popped in Mississippi when they were picking up the truck after it was fixed from Truck Works. Um, they got popped with weed and ecstasy down there. So that was the, the pills part. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll put the link in the bio of the, uh, or the description of the show on YouTube and on the audio so you guys can take a look. Um, yeah, there's that. Oh, okay. So I just went on a trip. I left Sunday. I got back yesterday. What I've noticed is like, I get there. It it was, it's a super early, super early check-in. I had to get there at 515 in the morning, which was terrible. But I get, I get to the, I get to the gate in Chicago. It's 515. And I see people sleeping in the, in the gate area. And I'm not, to, I'm not just saying like sleeping, like just you're sitting down and you're like, or maybe, you, you know, laying up against somebody. No, no, I'm talking about they're sprawled out. Some people, I don't understand how some people get so comfortable in a public space. I've never understood that. Have I been tired? I've been exhausted. One time, me and Allie, when we first started dating, we went down to Puerto Vallarta. On the way back, we couldn't get back on the direct flight. Because some shit happened where the, the, the gate agent down there, she let one of her fellow gate agent friends who worked down there, 
on the plane before us, which shouldn't have happened. She put them and then another two people in front of us who everybody should have been behind us. But they put them before us. And the only reason why I know that they did that is because they were speaking in Spanish. And we were, it was me, Allie, and then two of our friends that went down with us. So the four of us are there. Nobody, out of the four of us, nobody speaks Spanish except for me. Or actually, I should say, not nobody. Of the four, I'm the only one that spoke Spanish. So I'm hearing this and I go over to the gate agent and I tell like, hey, I know what you're doing. Like, what are you doing? She's like, oh no, that's not what's going on. I go, but it is. It's this big thing. We ended up having our friends go. So they get on the flight. Me and Ali had to go from Puerto Vallarta to Mexico City. I want to say we got to Mexico City around 8 p.m. We're pretty broke reserves at the time. First year in. We don't have much money. We definitely don't have money for a hotel because we just spent a bunch of money on the seven days that we were there. It was an all-inclusive, so it wasn't like it was a lot of money. But the money we had... We had, we, we paid for the, for the all-inclusive hotel for the seven days. And then we pay, you know, we had some stuff for tips. And then we had money for the rest of the month, right? So that's like, we, we did it just right. So going to Mexico City and trying to get a hotel room that night, it was pretty expensive and we didn't have the money for it. So we thought we're just going to stay awake until the 6 a.m. flight. So we were up for 11 hours, close to 12 hours, just sitting in the airport, just watching Netflix and just trying to like, we're sitting at a table and we're like trying to stay awake. So I've been, I've been exhausted when I'm traveling. I know the feeling. It fucking sucks. Even when I've been, just even other times where I'm trying to get somewhere, whether it's me trying to get home from work or for fun, whatever. I've been exhausted and oh my goodness. Like I just want to, it feels like if I don't fall asleep now, I'm going to die. And it sucks. But I've never been so comfortable in a public space to be like, you know what? Let me sleep on the floor. There was this guy. So on Monday or Sunday, this guy was at the airport. He's at the gate. And he has, he's on the floor, which already fucking gross. He's on the floor. He has his jacket over his eyes. So he's not using it as a pillow. He just has it over his eyes. Head straight, straight on the floor. It's carpet. It's that thin carpet, but still it's on the carpet. And he has his belt and his jeans unbuckled. He has his hand kind of in there and he's snoring up a storm. I see that I, I saw it and I just, I mean, all I can do is shake my head. I just shook my head. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, you again, you're in a public space and you fell asleep. You fell asleep to the point where you're snoring and you have your hand down your pants. Now you're acting like you're at home. That's fucking gross. You know, some people ask me on the plane sometimes. They're going to hand me something. And if I don't have gloves, I won't take it. And this is before the pandemic. And they would, you know, some people told me like, oh, it's just, 
you know, tissue. It's just, and I, and I've told some passengers that's gross. This one time, this one time in particular, this lady tried to hand me her, or her, uh, tissue that she just used that I just saw her blow her nose. She was trying to give it to me. And I went, you can throw it away in the bathroom. And she goes, why can't you take it? I go, because you just blew your nose. She's like, yeah, but it's like on the inside. And I said, that's disgusting. Go throw it away yourself. And I walked away. She got mad, but like she didn't get mad enough to, you know, tell on me. Because I mean, what, what, was, what was she going to tell the company? You know, hey, I tried to give one of your flight attendants my booger filled uh, tissue and he didn't want to do that. Ugh. Um, that's just ugh, fucking gross. So Sky's over here, and then there's another guy on one of the benches. It's kind of like a bench. And he's sleeping on there. And he's just like sprawled out. Just. And I thought, that is. That's that's. I don't understand that. And people should be embarrassed about that. You you shouldn't be you shouldn't be sprawled out like that, where you're just taking up all kinds of space that isn't yours. Excuse me. Putting your hand down your pants, sleeping in the airport. None of that shit. Now, I understand if there's people that you're like, oh fuck, I, I have to get some sleep. And you cuddle up in a corner or something. I understand if you do it and it doesn't look like you're at home. I hope I'm, I hope I'm conveying what I'm trying to say correctly. Like if somebody's in a corner sleeping and you can tell that they're, they're trying to like, I guess for lack of a better word, hide from everybody. Like if they're facing the, the wall, and I'm like, okay, that's not as bad. If somebody's on a couch thing or a bench and they're like kind of curled up or even if they're, you know, not curled up, but if they're like out of most of the way, again, I hope, I, I hope I'm, I'm articulating this well enough. Then I understand. But again, it's when people have no regard for anybody else and it's like, ah, oh, this is fucking my space. I'm going to do whatever I want. That shit bothers me. Especially on the plane. Because that, like, some people, they'll put their feet on things on the plane or they'll put their feet on the, on the armrest of somebody else. And then I have to tell them, like, what are you doing? Put your, put your foot down. And I've had, some, I've had some passengers get mad at me. And they go, I can do whatever I want. I go, yeah, but that's gross. It's just gross. And it's, it's weird one adult shouldn't be telling another adult how to be an adult. The other person that doesn't know how to be an adult should be embarrassed. But I feel like a lot of these people don't have that embarrassment because they're not, they're not that self, or maybe is it that they're not self-aware? I just don't think they have consideration for others. I think that's really what it comes down to. Uh, and also, I don't think there should be any, any flights, any flights earlier than 10 a.m. There shouldn't be an earlier 10 a.m. Okay, let me try this again. Jesse trying to talk, take two, and action. There shouldn't be any flights that push before 10 a.m. 
I don't, I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe that. Somebody says, oh, but I have to get there for, for the thing and the, but I have to get there at 6 a.m. Get there the day before. Get there the day before. Yeah, but I want to go from work and then I want to take the red eye and then I want to get there early in the morning. Nope. Nope. Too bad. That's not a thing anymore. All flights push at late at 10 a.m. Is, is the earliest flight. 10 a.m. That means for us, the check-in will be about 9 a.m. Maybe if we're in a bigger plane, maybe like 8.45. That's okay. I'm okay with that. But 6 a.m. flights? No. Absolutely not. That's stupid. So dumb. And here's another thing. When people say, oh, I'm going to get on a flight. I need to drink. Huh? You need to? No, no, no. You don't need to. What you need to do is not drink. That's what you need to do. What you have is a drinking problem. That's what you have. What you need is help. That's what you need. You don't need to drink. You need, you need water. You need water and you need to shut up, sit down, and enjoy the flight. And enjoying the flight is sleeping. Just, just sleep. Just sleep. You don't need to drink. And mostly, mostly I take, I take exception to early, 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 early flights. Like a, like a 6 a.m., 7 a.m. flight and people are like, oh, I need a drink. Like, God damn. I think I said this in the last episode. No, no, no. You, you need to stop is what you need. Your, your liver is going to give out. <laughs> that's what, that's what's going to happen there. Um, oh, I was talking to one of my crew members my last flight or my last trip about golfing. I want you guys to hear me very closely. I fucking hate golf. Do you hear what I said? Golf is boring as shit. I don't think you, well, no, you could pay me enough. If you were to say, I'll pay you $100,000 to go play golfing. Okay, let me go play a stupid sport. There's nothing about golf. No, that's not the right, that's not the right uh, or sentiment I want to express. The, okay, the only thing I like about golf is going to the, to the range and hitting the balls. Because then at that point, I'm hitting the ball at the speed that I want to, or yeah, right. I hit one and then I can take a couple moments, put the ball down and then another one, right? Golf is I hit the ball. Then you hit the ball. And then if we have two more motherfuckers with us, they hit the ball. Then you're just waiting around. And then you have to walk or, 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 or drive the little golf cart, which I do like driving the golf cart. And then, you, then you, you, you hit your fucking ball and then you have to wait for other people to hit the ball. And then if you're good, you have to wait for these motherfuckers who, who suck. Or if you suck, then you're the one taking the longest. You know what? It just... 
it makes it makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. I'm happy that I'm happy that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be telling Allie like, oh, I need to go spend, you know, a day in the links so I can get my head together. <laughs> oh god, that sounds so dumb. Oh man. I'm gonna I I gotta have some man time and I'm gonna go uh do golf stuff. No. Absolutely not. Here's the other thing. I, I feel like a lot of people like to drink and play golf. Okay. But a lot of especially a lot of these older guys, they're drinking and then you talk to them like, oh yeah, I hurt my back the other day playing golf. Oh, did you? Did you hurt your back playing golf? Was it because you got, I don't know, maybe a little buzzed, maybe a little drunk, and then you were like, oh, I can hit this ball 500 yards? And then you went too hard, and you're like, oh, my back. Oh, fuck. Yeah, because you shouldn't be doing that. I just, I've tried watching golf. Don't like it. Boring. Especially on TV. Oh, my God. Like, what? I, I, I look at it, and I go, what the fuck is the point of this? Stupid fucking sport. Just, I don't, I don't like it. I'd rather watch. I'd, I'd, I would literally rather watch paint dry. Like I would, I'll, I'll paint and then watch it go from glossy to not glossy. There's, there, yeah. Other than if there was. And I mean, I've been to Top Golf. Even that, sometimes I'm like, eh. I guess it depends on who you go with, because I have been to Top Golf with some different people, and with some of them, it's a lot of fun. And then others, I'm like, fuck it, come on, let's hurry up, come on, let's go. What the fuck are you doing? But yeah, if there was, if there was something, if golf was like hitting at a range, and then taking the golf cart to hit at another range, like another part of the range and just that I'd probably play, even though I wouldn't consider that a sport. I'd just be like, eh, it's something you do for fun. You know, like kids color for fun, right? Yeah. Like adults play golf, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's the adult version of coloring golf <laughs> what is what i'm trying to say and i know some of you out there that are listening and watching i know you guys play golf and you guys probably love it and you're probably like fuck you jesse you don't know what the fuck you're talking about you're right i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about because i don't like it so i mean and here's the other thing just because i don't like golf and i think it's boring as shit doesn't mean that i'm right so boom i don't know i guess it might take Oh, did I ever tell you guys the story? I do have a cool golf story. Years and years and years ago, years and years and years ago, I had just turned, I was around 21. I went with a friend at the time. We stayed in Palm Springs. And the whole point was uh, him and I were going to go out there and meet some friends. And the friends wanted to go golfing at, at this other golf course. 
and my friend wanted to go golfing at this other golf course and I guess they couldn't agree on what golf course because this one's better or whatever and I guess people have that conversation or argument I don't fucking know but they couldn't like no so me and my friend went over here his dad my friend's dad uh made us a tea timer I think that's what you call it we didn't have tea like it's the like you go have tea and then you play golf I think that's what it is <laughs> we go we're playing we're on the ninth hole and we're playing we're playing a par 3 so it's a, it's a small course and I did like that because it was a smaller course. So, I mean, it's not like we were trying to hit, you know, trying to reach a green in, 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 in five or trying to sink the ball in five. You know, we weren't playing par fours and fives. We were playing par three. So, it's pretty easy. It's a short course. And on the, on the ninth one, on the ninth hole, this guy, you know, him and this other guy, two older gentlemen, they come up from behind like, oh, hey, uh, blah, 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 whatever it was. He said, oh, we're almost done with this hole. Oh, okay. So they watch us, you know, drive the ball. My friend does his, which he was re really good at. Fucking boom. I was like, wow, that's awesome. And I'm, and this is, this was the first time that I had ever played golf. So I, 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 I hit the ball and I'm still trying to get to, you know, get better at it because I kept opening my hands where the ball would go this way or that way. So this one, the ball kind of went straight and I was like, Oh, Hey, I'm getting it. And one of the guys behind me goes, Hey, have you ever tried putting a golf ball underneath uh, your lead arms armpit like here? So if I'm a, you know, I swing this way. So I would put the golf ball here and I said, no, I said, I've never, I've never, like, I've never played before. He goes, oh, you should try it out. See? So, you know, he helps me. He puts the ball. And it, it felt weird. felt funky. I was like, mm. He's like, it's going to feel weird, especially if you've never done that. I said, yeah. But I tee off, boom. And he goes, you know, and he's telling me, he's like, make sure you keep your hands straight. Just focus on your hands being straight. Okay, okay. So the ball goes, and I was like, whoa, that worked. Like, yeah. And I, I said, we said something to him, like, oh, you, you kind of know what you're doing. He's like, ha, 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 ha. Then he tells us, hey, do you mind if we join you for the back nine? So the four of us, yeah, sure. So this whole time he's giving me and my friends some tips and tricks. And they're like, oh, man, this guy's really cool. They're smoking some cigars. and We're having a good old time. We get to the end. And he goes, hey, meet us at the clubhouse. Um, for for some drinks, you know, and we're like, oh, we're gonna go meet some friends. Like, no, 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 come here, just like, come over here for like a like a drink or two. Okay. So we go to the clubhouse and we see him taking a picture with some people, and the people around him are are very excited, very excited. Like, huh? What? So I go over and I didn't come out and ask him right away, but you know, we were talking and. Everybody, everybody in there knew him. Everybody in there knew him. Except for me and my friend. We didn't know who the fuck he was. Then I said, I was like, oh, are you, people are wanting to take pictures of you. Like, do you, like, do you come here a lot? Like, what? 
goes, oh, you know, I, it's because I play golf. And I say, oh, yeah, I mean, I figured. He's like, no, like, I'm a, I'm a pro. And I go, oh, okay. And I mean, at the time, I don't know, this was when I was 21 back in the day. I didn't necessarily understood what that, what that meant. It's like, oh, I'm on. Then when he said he was on the PGA Tour, then I went, oh, you mean you're like a pro pro? And I think I said something stupid like, oh, you're like an MLS player. Like, you're pro, right? <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, and he said, my name's John Daly. I went, oh, okay. Oh, cool, man. Still didn't know who he was. And then it wasn't until we got back to where we were staying and then talking to our other friends when we told them the story then they were like what the fuck they were freaking out because they're like yeah john day's you know great golfer blah 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 and i was like i don't know man he was this big white fat guy with a mullet and i mean he was nice and that's who taught me how to uh drive the ball so i've always thought that that part was really cool that's that's my cool little uh golf story i want to share with you guys um let's get into some mls to end the show and you know what it sucks because the revolution news isn't good the new england revolution went down to miami and i saw this game on paper i saw it on the i, I was like oh they're gonna go play and for sure i thought the revs were gonna just put the spanking on them and they didn't. The Reds went down and they lost three to two in Miami. And they gave up another late goal. It's very frustrating right now. Let me pull up the standings real quick because I believe New England is 13 out of 14 teams in the East. Yes, they are. They have four points out of six games. They're one win, four losses, one tie. Now, I've said it once and I still believe it now. It's still early in the season. When does that excuse start running out? Clearly when there's, you know, I don't know, let's say 12 games in. But to be one, four and one isn't necessarily good. If in the grand scheme of things they go... You know, I don't know. I can't do math right now. But let's say they go 15, 4, and 15. Where they only have four losses in the, in the rest of the season. That's fantastic. Um, apparently, this is Bruce Arena's first four-game losing streak in MLS. Technically, you could say it's their fifth loss. Because if you add the Pumas Champions League loss. Uh, that would be five total, four MLS losses back to back, or four straight. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a good position they're in, but they are a professional team. They have a lot of talent. Matt Turner hopefully is coming back soon. Their goalie, but when he comes back. He's not going to be there long because then he leaves for Arsenal in the summer. I'm sure they're going to, I'm sure I am almost certain they're going to figure this out. 
and I'm almost certain they're going to make it at least to the playoffs. From the playoffs, then that's a whole other story. They got to figure stuff out from there. But it just, it sucks to see them struggle. Especially, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say that they've had great games. They've had moments of like, oh yeah, there, there we go. That's them. But man, and and to be honest with you, as a, as a fan, as an outsider looking in, I don't know how how to fucking fix the problem. I've never coached a day in my life in MLS. I've never played a day in my life in MLS. I don't know. You know, I have my I have my opinions. I have opinions on what I would do, but um just because again, just because I have my opinions doesn't mean that they're right. Uh I don't even think I don't even know if they would work because that's a whole, you know, what if and you know, if I was a coach, I would do this. If I was, if I was, if I was, you know, that, that that's an easy game to play. You know, it's always easy from again the outside to go, ah, I'd do this. Um, but it just it sucks, man. Like I I really want I think I've expressed this. I I really want AJ to win another MLS Cup. I really do. It would be so sweet. I'm sure if you talk to him, he wants one more. He wants it more than I want him to want it. Um, but yeah, it just, it just sucks. I just feel like, you know, they're going through a bad time right now. And again, they'll figure it out. Like I said, they're a professional team. Uh, one team that's doing really well is, uh, Austin. They're in fourth right now in the, in the West. They're what? Three, one, three, one, and two. So three wins, one loss. Two ties. I think last time to get to where they are now, I think it took them, I think somebody said it took them like up until like their 12th game or something like that. Or to get six, wait, how many points have they got? No, they have 11 points. I think somebody said to get to 11 11 points last year, it took them 12 games, I think is what they were saying. So they're doing, they're doing a lot better now. And I don't know. Oh, I don't know if you guys saw. Did you guys see the LAFC LA Galaxy game? Holy Santa Claus shit! Was that a game? Thanatos clearly hears something, and now apologies took off to go bark. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys watched the LA Galaxy LAFC game. Man, that was good. It looked like it looked like the Galaxy was gonna run away with the game, and then LAFC pulled them back. And then at the end, look, I saw, I saw the end of the game. I saw the Latif blessing goal. If you want to get down to it, I believe the start of the play, the one guy was offside. Which, I mean, that's, that's really all that counts. In the beginning of the whole play, I believe the LAFC guy was, was offside. 
But for a moment, I was like, holy shit, did they really just tie it up? Um, but they didn't. So the Galaxy got the, got the win. The Galaxy are four wins, two losses, no ties. They're one point from LAFC. LAFC has 13 points. The LA Galaxy have 12. And LAFC have four wins, one loss, one tie. So they're doing good. They're doing uh, real good. And I will have to say if, you know, there's some teams that I want. You know, I always, I always keep an eye on Columbus Crew because Jossie's on there. Um, you know, obviously the Revolution because AJ's on there. Uh, who else do I look out for? I look out for the LA Galaxy because, you know, I grew up watching the LA Galaxy. Austin, I watch it because of Hector and Cecilio. Who else? Uh, I do watch LAFC because I do like Carlos Vela. And I like that Kalen Acosta, he came over uh, from the Rapids. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, I keep an eye out for RSL, for Justin Merrim. He's one of AJ's friends, and I've gotten to hang out with him a couple times. Uh, really nice guy. And it's cool when I, you know, if I'm watching the games or if I see highlights or I see the box score and I see that he had an assist or, or a goal, that makes me happy for him because I, I want him to have success. That's pretty cool. Uh, not too long ago, I had, uh, what's his face? Uh, the U.S. Men's National Team guy. Uh, what is his name? Walker Zimmerman is who I had. Walker Zimmerman. Uh, so I've been recently been checking out some Nashville games. Um, I mean, I, I'm not saying like, oh, I want Nashville to win it all. No, but I do, I do take a look. I always keep an eye on uh, Seattle Sounders. Just because, like, right now they're in seventh place in the, or 11th place, I mean, I should say, in the West. But those motherfuckers can jump up at any time. They have a, they got a bunch of good guys, you know. And it pains me to say it because I've never been a Seattle Sounders fan, but I mean, they could, they could turn on a, a switch, especially at the end of the season and just fucking jump all the way up. Uh, but yeah. So hopefully, who do the, who do the Revs play next? They play, oh, that's right. They play Charlotte at home. So I'm hoping they get the win and they start turning things around. Uh, that's pretty much all I wanted to talk to you guys about. This, uh, this week was just going to be a Jesu Sato. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else I want to talk to you guys about. Again, guys, thank you for coming back every week. Thank you. For sharing the podcast with people, uh, it's really cool to see on my analytic, 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 I can't even say it, the stuff that tells me uh, about the podcast, the, the audio portion, every week that I check it, the numbers are slightly going up, and then on the YouTube channel, the numbers are slightly going up, which is good. Um, it, it just shows me that more and more people are, are coming to the show. So if, if you're, if you're a listener from day one, thank you. If you're a listener from the middle of the time of the podcast, thank you. And if this is your first episode, thank you as well. Thank you to everybody. Remember, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your cousins, tell your neighbors, tell your coworkers, 
Tell everybody to listen to The Jesus Show, not that one. All right, guys. I'll see you next week.